car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This week's show, pretty unique. We're going to be talking about tires. And you know, you're saying to yourself, what's so unique about tires? Well, we're going to tell you behind the scenes how the big tire manufacturers make their big profits. And what you think that you're paying for tires may not be the case. And with me this week, our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Remember I told you he was a tire manager for ooh, a good 15 years, still is, very active in the automotive industry. And we're going to tell you what you need to know to protect your wallet when it comes to purchasing tires and how it works right behind the scenes. Of course, we're going to have our email question of the week, our gadget of the week, and our question answer from carecareforthecluelist.com. And last but not least, I have a cheap car care tip that I came up with. You know, it doesn't matter what season it is. This is a cheap car care tip, especially for us ladies. We like to keep our clothes nice, and this is guaranteed to do so. And we want to thank our sponsor, AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts, I put them on my car, my mom's car. I have them in customers' cars for decades. And the reason why? It's a great part. I always know that I can rely upon an AC Delco part when I take it out of that box to replace it with a known failed component. And remember, it has a 12-month, 12,000-mile nationwide warranty. And let me tell you, it will not disappoint. Doesn't matter if it's foreign or domestic. Ask for AC Delco parts by name. So let's roll forward. You know I was going to say that, Peter, didn't you? Yeah, something like that, yes. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. So, you know, we were talking the other day, and this came up. And we just both shook our heads. Do you know how much you're paying for your tires? I'm not talking about the buy one, get one free. But I'm talking about what are you actually paying for your tires? Right. It comes down to the bottom line, what, how much money you're actually shelling out when it's all said and done. Exactly. Buy three, get one free, or buy two, get two free, or whatever special they got going. You always got to find out the bottom line, because if you do your math versus the store's math, they don't add up. <laughs> no, they don't. And usually the store's math is quite a bit higher than what you're thinking you're supposed to be paying. And you were telling me that one example, too, a little while ago. Yeah, I had a customer. Uh, she went to a major chain. They had a buy three, get one free. That's a popular thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I it's know. A, it's a popular... I'm sorry, I don't mean to... No, that's off, okay. It's, it's, it's a popular thing to draw customers in. They think they're getting something for free. Mm-hmm. And they don't pay attention to all the math. And when it's all said and done, they're actually paying for darn near five tires when it's all said and done with all the extra garbage they throw in there. I've heard of premium installation packages. I've heard them make them buy... Oh, I've seen that on the bottom of their ads. Yeah. You must purchase Or alignment package. 
-hmm. or sometimes I've seen one customer told me he even had to buy both. Wow. So if you think about it, this one person told me, so yeah, I went to this place, try to get a buy three, get one free. And by the time it was all said and done, it was X amount of dollars. I don't remember the amount, but you know, mm -hmm. that really doesn't matter at this point. Okay. And I gave her a price on four tires, just what I sell them for every day. No gimmicks, no hocus pocus, no extras, no nothing. When it was all said and done, I was $110 cheaper than the chain store. And you know why? I already figured it out. You're honest. You know, you don't do that install package, but you don't charge shop supply fees and disposal charge. fees while there's a state's disposal fee. But. Right, but a lot of shops, I've seen invoices that people have showed me. They show disposal of the old tires, the scrap tires. Right. They, they charge for that. The, the state fee you have to charge because that, that, that goes to the government. There's nothing you, you have to charge for that. Um, they show mounting, they show balancing, they okay. show valve stems, All right. but the disposal fees are what adds a mm -hmm. little bit extra, and of course, like I told you, the little packages they throw at you to get your four tire for quote-unquote free. Do your homework, and basically when it comes down to it, if you're calling around for tire prices, don't find out how much the individual tire costs, because basically that doesn't really matter. You need to find out what the actual bottom line, how much money you're going to have to shell out to get that set of tires. Whether it be, yeah, you buy three, get one free. Or some places I've seen buy two, get two free. God knows how much extra stuff you got to put on there to make up the difference. Because, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's going to get a free tire. No, no free lunch, no free tire. Ain't no such thing. But why are you paying the price that you're paying for tires? No matter if it's buy one, get one free. Or if it's the package that you're presenting to them, you know, you mount balance your valve stem valve stem if you even have them make sure some cars don't have it so make sure you don't get charged for valve stems yeah because if you have the tire pressure sensors they want to charge you for that it'll be about 80 to 100 bucks a pop yeah don't do that don't let them do that but you know we were talking about why the consumer is actually paying what they are paying for the price of their tires their sneakers on their cars and it's basically it, it's so simple it's supply and demand production's down demand's greater prices are going up and they used to say because of the oil prices that's baloney you know i've been doing this a long time and you've been involved with tires too you've heard oh, it yeah. all they say that the cost of the oil oil makes the tires go up well when the cost of oil comes down the tire price stays right there the steel then it's something to do with the rubber then it's something to do with this and that to raise the prices but when all these prices come back down to them you the consumer are still paying that Top high down. price that they just yeah that they just purchased which i think is a bunch of garbage it's a real sore subject with Not me nice editing there <laughs> Nice editing. Yes. But, you know, it's demand. Demand is up. There's more cars on the road than ever today. And I know of one particular tire brand that I deal with. They just started production on going on some GM cars. Mm -hmm. And they never were on GM cars before. Mm -hmm. So there's an additional demand from the car manufacturer. Plus, the public needs these tires. And they can't keep up half the time. Because I call for these tires quite often, and half the time some are on a back order, or I've got to get them shipped in from Timbuktu, or, you know, it's going to be three weeks before we see it. I'm like, well, how do you guys stay in business if you can't get the product? The Supply and demand. Right. The manufacturers really don't seem to care. It's like, well, you want our product bad enough, you'll sit and wait, and you'll pay what we 
Tell you. And you know they've all teamed together and they all have that mindset and that's what's going on. Yeah. That's how they're doing it. Basically from one general manager of a tire supplier I deal with, he told me last year for 2011 they had a overall price increase across the board, all brands. He said it was 15% in one year. That's ridiculous. And normally, you know, since I've been doing this, you know, they have small increases yeah. at the beginning of the well, year. If I paid, you know, $100 last year for a tire, and right. I had to have a tire replacement this year, it's about I'm paying $115. On average, it's about wow. 15%. I have seen tires bit. that not quite as much, and I have seen tires that have gone up higher than that. I've, I've done some research in, you know, what customers paid. Uh -huh. A couple years ago versus now, I just did a comparison on Friday, and a customer was asking me how much he paid for tires. The difference between the tires, what he paid three years ago and now, uh -huh. $35 per tire. Wow. There I'm editing myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, and that's the whole thing, and it's just unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. These major tire stores, these box stores that you see across the U.S., People don't realize that the tire manufacturers themselves own them. That's can, true. Yeah. I could rattle off a few. I know we're not supposed to, but I could rattle off probably two or three right off the top of my head. So can I. And people don't realize it. And they go into the store and they're thinking it's an independent tire store. They don't know that there's any brand affiliation with it. They're getting pushed a specific brand because they own the store. They own the company. That's right. And that's the brand they're going to push and try and sell. If you want something else, they're going to raise the prices up so much that you won't want to buy what you want, you know, if you want to stick with that location. Yeah. And you'll end up buying what they have because it'll be less expensive. They will just price it so high for you that you're like, well, I don't want to spend that. It's like, well, I guess I'll get yours and, you know, go on. And then they make them right away. They make their commission and off they go. And off they go. And it's a shame. So extremely important that not only do you Check their prices, of course, but check independent mom and pops yeah, as like well. Yeah, your, like your shop, yeah. Because there is no bias and you get the straight skinny. Right. You know, we just price it straight out every day. I don't have any gimmicks. I don't have any, quote, sales, unquote. And just one other example real quick. I remember another major chain was having to buy three, get one free, and they had it added in the newspaper. Uh-huh. And they were advertising tires Fortunately for me, that I knew how much these tires cost to right. the to the wholesaler, and what they did to make up the difference for that fourth tire, they jacked the price of the other three tires up fifty percent. I'm not surprised. So if you get <laughs> your you get your profit wrong. of thirty three percent per tire, and there's your fourth tire right there. <laughs> oh I was just gosh. looking at their prices like nobody can be this stupid and pay this much for this tire. There's no way. Well, that's why it's so important for everybody to do their homework. That's they right. need to do their homework. Call around, get all the prices, make sure you get the bottom line. Don't ask them how much is the tire, whatever labor it is. That's you, kind of irrelevant. Well, you need an unbiased opinion because... Like I said, with mom and pop, I can think of one brand right now that they pulled a number. They have a popular detrimental issue with the composite of the tire. It likes to crack on the sidewalls. And I know who they, you're talking about. Yes, and they came up with this grandiose plan that as of May, they're not going to warranty if the sidewall's cracking. And it's still oh, it's still within oh, warranty oh. period of six years. And we're having people with tires three, four years old maybe. 
Still had a ton of tread, but the sidewalls were cracking really bad, and they decided, well... I pulled some off Mom and Dad's vehicle. Exactly. Yes, we did. Yeah, sure did. And uh, just tread looked great, but sidewalls were cracking right yeah, by the bead the, where the, the rim and the tire meet. The bead the there. tires were... Yeah, I think the tires were they four had, years old, maybe. No, they were three years old. Vehicles are still under warranty. Okay, because I don't think they were that old. Yeah, trip. yeah, it was three years old. The tires only had like 22,000 miles on them. That's really it was garage kept. Yeah, that's really pathetic. They wouldn't take care of that. They wouldn't take care of it. Another thing that people need to be aware of, they have all these internet companies that are selling you tires, but they too are owned by tire manufacturers yes, and distributors. That's true as well. I just We've been dealing with a, a, a couple, you know, basically they're my competition, and then we just by sheer chance just discovered a third one, and we were just kind of amazed that it was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. And just like, you know. And they're in direct competition. Yeah. And they're not doing any shipping and handling on it because they're actually shipping... The tire not to the consumers, but they're shipping it to the distributor, the actual distributor for that specific manufacturer, shipping it to the consumer's choice of installation facility. Right. Now, I'm waiting for the shipping and handling to kick in because I had a conversation with one of the distributors. They says, well, we're not charging shipping and handling yet. And I'm thinking in my head, why would you if it's going straight to your distributor if people order those tires online, they put it on the regular delivery trucks, and it comes in a regular shipment. I mean, right. like like if we were buying tires. Exactly. Except they're doing the consumer tires. and In the same batch. Right. You know, the other thing that people don't realize if you get this internet tire, what happens if you have to return it? Well, there, there's the other fun that I talk to people that people say, well, I can get these tires on the internet for such and such. And I always tell them, well, that may be so. If you have a problem with it, I'm not going to warranty it because you didn't purchase it from me. And secondly, you have to physically get the tire removed. Well, you have to go through the warranty process of right. the Internet. It's not that right. you don't want to warranty it. It's that you have no choice. You, they have to go through the Internet right. process. And you have basically you have to go through the inconvenience and cost of purchasing another tire getting it shipped over, having the person install the new tire, and then you've got to take the old tire that has some sort of defect or whatnot, and then you've got to pay for shipping to send it back. You're at their mercy whether they're going to grant you a defect or not. It's not automatic. No, tire not. companies are very, very strict on what they warranty and what they won't. Some are a little more lenient than others, and some are just absolute bears to deal with. And remember, if there's any tire wear due to alignment, forget it. You're done. Yeah, I can. You're done. Yeah, all you have to do is ask a tire professional. I don't know everything, but I know tires pretty well, and I can tell you right off the bat whether they'll warranty the tire for you or not and save you the hassle. Lot to think about, folks. Yeah. I'm going to let you digest that, and we see it every day. Consumer beware, buyer beware. That's right. You need to know what you're getting involved with before you get involved with it. Do your homework. We want you to be car care savvy. We want you to keep money in your wallet. You need to do your homework, especially when it comes to tires. Absolutely. 
Speaking about doing homework, a couple of the automotive manufacturers are doing some homework and some testing out there, and I understand you have a couple of gadgets that you actually wouldn't purchase at this point, but they're... they're <laughs> <laughs> they look like they'd be a little bit of fun. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Some up-and-coming things that they're talking about. Go ahead, Peter. You're our gadget guru. Well, they've got a couple of small electric cars, basically. Okay. And, you know, you need, dri you need a driver's license to go. They've got a couple different models that I saw online. One that says it'll go, I think it said 16 miles an hour. And the other one would go about 20, 25 miles an hour. The so one, what's the first one? The first one is called Envy. It's an electric car. It's a two-seater. It's a concept car. Uh -huh. I think they're just screwing around just to, you know, just something for fun. It may work out well in the future, but right now it wouldn't be practical. And they say it'll go 25 miles out of a single charge. Hmm, okay. So, you know, goofing around the neighborhood and stuff would probably be fun. but Golf you know, cart. Yeah, just a little bit more souped powerful. Up golf yeah, a little souped-up golf cart, basically. Well, how many does it seat, though? Uh, this one. This one seats two. Okay. Well, is it the one that looks like a Segway with a shell on it? Yeah, that's that's I've the one. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, it just took a minute to jog my memory. Yeah. Okay. And then the second one is called the Pius. It, it comes out of Japan. I don't know if it's just a derivation of the Prius, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't sounds know. Sounds like Prius. Funds, Japanese. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. ju we're just assuming here, but this one is only a one-seater. Okay. But it, but it actually looks it actually looks like a little car. Really? I mean, it's got the taillights and everything on there. It's, well, it's, how fast does it go? This one will have a whopping top speed of 22 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in, Bows. You're going to be rolling down the road. Um, you can get about 16 miles out of one charge. I'll race you at the light. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, I'll bet you'll win. Because you'll be able to go nine miles further than I can. Because I'll get stuck in the middle of the road. Um, it's a, it's a one-seater. You know. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's just if you want to cruise, cruise around the neighborhood just for goofing around. That's basically all these cars are right now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, down the road, I'm sure it'll be more, they'll be more viable down the road, you know, as we change over from fossil mm -hmm. fuels to get into electric and all that, you know, it's going to be a slow transition. You know, people like, don't realize that, you know, 110, 120 years ago, we had electric cars. We just didn't have the infrastructure to support them. You know, not everybody had electricity in their home. That's true. I take that for granted because where I'm from, they had all those modern conveniences yeah, at the grew, turn of the century. You grew up in a big city, yeah. And... My great-grandparents were used to modern conveniences, and they talk about things. And then you talk to somebody else who lived in another part of the country, and they didn't get electricity until the 60s, and you're like, huh? Yeah, I remember one of your one of your technicians mentioned something about that when he was growing up. Yeah. yeah. Out in the... Mid-50s or out in the... Out in the sticks. sticks. Yep. That just boggles my mind. Speaking about boggling minds, we're going to do our question-answer from Car Care for the Clueless. Alright, sounds good. This week's question is, what is the best fuel for my car? We have answer one, E85. Number two is 92 octane. Number three is 87 octane. Number four is top tier fuel. You want to take a jab at this? 
I'm gonna take a guess, seeing as how we preach this over and over and over. I'm gonna take a guess, number four, top tier. That's exactly right. We want you to feed your car health food. And you can find those top tier gas stations by Googling top tier online and see what facilities near your home. So you don't have to drive that far. You'd be surprised actually how many top tier stations there are. I thought there was just a few. Oh, there's a ton of them. When you printed one out for me, I just looked at the list and I'm like, oh my God, I was dealing with these gas stations or their credit cards when I was working at a gas station in my first job. And for our cousins in the north, up in the great white north in Canada... Canada? There's a list for them, too. Yeah, that was one of the... So please, take advantage of that. Yeah, the gas station I took, took those credit cards, yeah. Well, let's explain why the first three were no good. Uh, E85, E85 is a special blend, and it's for vehicles that only take E85. You put E85 in a vehicle that does not require it, you're going to have drivability issues, and if your car is still under some type of warranty, it's void. That's gone. And we can tell because cars don't lie. We know. No, people might tell fibs the cars don't. Everything comes out after you show them. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. And I've been <laughs> fibbed to a lot about yeah. cars, thinking that if they don't tell me everything, maybe it won't be so bad. Nope, cars don't lie. So don't do the E85 or you'll get yourself into a load of trouble. 92 octane? Only if it's required by your vehicle. Some do, some don't. Ask your ASC certified technician to see if yours qualifies. Yeah. Same thing with 87 octane, if your vehicle qualifies or not. Yeah, all you have to do is basically look in your owner's manual to tell you, you know, fuel requirements. Or if the vehicle's a little older, you're going to ask because sometimes. Yeah, because I I notice on the car I drive, I tried running some 87 in there and it it was pinging a little bit. So I just went up to 89, mid-grade. What Peter's talking about is the spark knock pre-ignition. And 89, it runs fine. I don't need the premium in there. Mm-hmm. And the car runs you just fine. Cylinder. Yeah. But I use top-tier fuel. That's right. And that's why question number four was the perfect answer. So top-tier fuel, guys. We'll keep on preaching it. We need you to keep on using it. And you know, speaking about additives... Our email question of the week, Larry, he didn't let us know where he was from, but Larry wrote, Dear Pam, I always wondered if any oil and gas additives that are advertised for years, do they work? Well, depending again upon make and model of what you have, some do, some don't. And some manufacturers just want you to strictly use what the manufacturer produces themselves. And some of them are gimmicks, unfortunately. Uh, Some of the aftermarkets, I can think of one right now, I just thought. Tektron. Chevron, yeah. Chevron Tektron. There's a fuel additive right there I highly recommend, and that's a top-tier fuel. That's that's a great additive. But there's some others on the market out there that, you know, they've been around for decades and decades and decades. But that doesn't mean in today's cars that they're going to work as well as they did 25, 35, 45 years ago in a car that you had previous. All right, because it may clean out a carburetor real well, but regarding fuel injectors, that's a totally different beast different beast you know if you're getting into you know late 2000 cars i wouldn't think of putting any sort of additive in there unless you whatsoever. ask your asc certified yeah. technician for your make and model because some you can some you can't 
always ask Larry, make sure what you're putting in your car is okay with yes. the manufacturer. Let me just stress, and I know I think Pam did, I'll just re-stress it over again. Don't rely on the counterparts guy oh, no. to recommend an additive because they're not real familiar with how the fuel system works. I mean, they, they're they may know sell a little bit, parts. but they're going to try and <laughs> sell you a, a different brand and it may not work or it may have adverse effects on your car. So That's right. Talk to the technician. They deal with it more on a daily basis. They know exactly what it does, how it works, whether it's going to work, whether it won't work. And that's what you need to do. Do not rely on the parts guide uh -uh. To, to give you the right additive for your vehicle. No. They're there to sell you parts. Good words to live by, Peter. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for the email. Last but not least, our cheap car care tip. Don't get me wrong, Peter, but I'm kind of glad that you are not going to really understand what I'm about to say. But ladies, you know where I'm coming with this. When the humidity gets low and you slide in and out of those seats and you get that static charge to your dress. Stop laughing at me, Peter. This is serious with us gals. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yes. I know exactly <laughs> you're nodding your head. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Huh. You know those fabric sheets and you don't have to have a brand name. You can get the store name on it. You take those fabric softener sheets and you rub down the seat, you're not going to have that issue. It is wonderful. It doesn't matter if it's leather, cloth, vinyl, it doesn't matter. Jeez Louise, that works. Incredible. And it makes the seat smell nice and it makes your clothes smell nice because you're all tucked in there against the seat. That's a good idea. So I, I wasn't aware that it would work to that effect, but mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and I always like to pass these cheap car care tips onto the consumer. Oh yeah, that's, it's cheap. That's definitely cheap enough. Yeah. But yeah, that's this week's cheap car care tip. Fabric softener sheets. It also freshens the car pretty good. Just stick a couple underneath the seat and it works for a mm -hmm. while to freshen, it works for a while. freshen the car a little bit too. Mm -hmm. so. It sure does. Well, that concludes this week's show. Car Care for the Clueless. We appreciate you stopping by. Remember, go to our website, carcarefortheclueless.com, for an interactive form, and you can pick and choose your topics. You can do the question answer. You can email questions. And it's all about you, the consumer. We want you to keep money in your pocket. And so does Jasper Engines and Transmissions, our other sponsor, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate-owned. If you're in need of an engine or a transmission, remember ask for Jasper by name. It has a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And yes, it is cheaper to replace the engine or transmission than the entire vehicle. And we're watching our pennies, so this just falls right in line with it. And you need one of those components, ask for Jasper by name. And again, remember, don't forget our website, carcarefortheclueless.com. We have our book coming out in a week, Car Care for the Clueless. It's getting close. Yes, it is. Successful Used Car Buying 101. You can click on the link here at the website. It's going to be on Amazon Books or in a bookstore near you soon. Cool. I'll tell you how to buy a used car and not get bamboozled. Kind of like our cats. Kind of like the cats. Bamboozle Brothers. Yes, they are. We look Look forward to talking to you next week and thank you again take care and our whole premise behind this is to make sure you are a savvy car care consumer thanks for joining us today please make sure to come back next week for another edition of car care for the clueless and don't forget to look for pam's book car care for the clueless or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle you'll find it on our website see you next week